2: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast sponsored by the West Cork Beard Company. Links in the description below. Please check out Colin's product, um, all uh, beard oil uh, made from natural ingredients here in the heart of West Cork, where we live. Um, check out his website below if you've got a beard. It's a must um, for beardy tips, uh, Harry. So, um, you you, you know I'm going to do that every week now, Harry, don't you?
1: Um, That's fine, man. (laughs) Good.
2: The link is in the description below. He helps us bring the podcast to you. Uh, Very kindly sponsored the channel uh, and a good friend of mine. So, please go and have a look at him um, in the link below. Episode 103. Wow, 103, eh? Burnley v Arsenal uh, up at Turf Moor yesterday. A very, very, very poor game. Good evening to you all in the chat um thanks for coming along thanks for coming to join us uh if you wouldn't mind putting the link up on twitter and saying hey you should come and watch this podcast because it's really good um i'm not lying am i or am i
3: i don't know dan how are you sir tired mate very tired i went all the way up to burnley and all the way back today i did stay over so i'm uh trying to catch up on some sleep which i did on the way back on the drive because i went with fergus keating and fergus was driving I luckily i
2: saw you i saw you catching up on some sleep on the way up yeah
3: on the way up there and on the <laughs> way back mate <laughs> but still harry, tired man still tired harry how are you sir
1: not too bad man tired as well um Glad that the last week of the the transfer window is uh, gone now because that was a really, really busy week for me. Really tiring. Um, It was my first one dealing with it sort of full time. And my God, it's tough. Um, So, yeah, glad glad that that's done. (laughs) Lee Judges
2: will be with us, um, but he's going to be late because he's out playing football. Um, Would you believe he's out there? channeling his inner Tony Adams Um, should be with us in about 15 minutes but Lee will be here um, and we'll get his thoughts uh, and everything on the game um, when he comes so lads um, a fairly boring game Uh, a nil-nil draw away at Burnley should have won it Uh, you know plenty of plenty chances um that we had. Uh, Lacazette in the first minute, missing one. As I said to you there just before um, just before we come on there, I thought that if that one went in, it could have been four or five. Um, he, he, you know, it's an absolute... I can't believe he's missed it, actually, uh, the header. And then, of course, Aubameyang goes uh, through one-on-one with the keeper um, and absolutely scuffs it. Uh, Dan, what were your thoughts on yesterday's game,
3: mate? very wasteful, mate, as you just picked up on there, I think. Um, you mentioned Lacazette and Aubameyang. Aubameyang and another header in the second half. Um, a good defensive display, I thought. Um, Burnley, probably probably unlucky not to score themselves. I think with the J. Rodriguez shot that hit the crossbar, I think he'll be a bit gutted that he didn't put that in to be fair, and that could have been a 1-0 to Burnley, you know, but I actually thought defensively we were fine. Um, it's the final third again, Craig, and you know, I thought Meza Ozil was shockingly bad, you know, walking around the pitch. She doesn't want to be there. Clearly not interested. Um, and I don't really see how him and Lacazette are still getting starts. You know, I've got to ask Arteta the question. If that was Uno Emery picking that side, he would have got absolutely rinsed for it. So why has he disrupted the, the Saka and Martinelli left-hand side? No one knows. Uh, Pepe all of a sudden doesn't get a look in. He's clearly done something to annoy him to get um, benched when Lacazette just carries on playing. Um, don't quite understand why He's adamant on playing Obamiang on the wing. It just seems to me like he's shoothorning um, Lacazette and Obamiang when I think really we have to be playing one because they can both only play through the middle. Um, and the actual performance itself, I didn't think anybody had an amazing game. I thought Bellerin looked pretty good. Uh, and again, David Lewis and Mustafi looked okay at the back as a defensive unit. But for me, Leno. Some of his distribution was a bit poor and kind of slowed the game down a bit, I thought. And then as I say, the front four, it's just that front four should be creating so much on paper. We've got apparently one of the best number tens in the world. We've got a striker who costs us 60 million, a striker who costs us 55. We've got Martinelli who looks so lively when he's on the ball. We've got Pepe for 72 million. And then you look at it and think, why is our goal difference minus Why are we in the minors still? Because the front lot are just not scoring goals for us. And it seems to me like we can't get a team performance. We have to get either a defensive performance or an attacking performance. And it seems to me like the start of the season, the defence was shocking and the midfield were unbalanced and invisible. Now Emery's gone. We can't get the forwards working. It's like we can never get an area of the side. There's always an area of the side lacking. We can't get a team performance Brilliant in all areas. So I'd say Aras has got to take a lot of stick for some of the team selections. And I didn't really understand any point of bringing Eddie and Ketty on with three minutes to go. Mm. Thought that was pointless. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not a very good performance again, Craig. And it's another draw. He's, um, I think uh, Fergus said to me, he's like an artist. He loves draws. <laughs> <laughs> he loves drawing. <laughs> he does. Um,
2: Harry, I mean, Dan mentions that you know Lacazette. Ozil. We'll 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 discuss it in a bit more. We'll discuss it in depth um, after we've got your thoughts on the game. But what were your what, at the full time whistle? What, what was your immediate thought on the full time whistle?
1: I mean, obviously, the immediate thought was was one of disappointment because you feel like Arsenal have the quality <laughs> to to overcome teams like Burnley. So it's always frustrating when you don't get all three points. But on the other hand, and I'm going to be a little bit positive because One of the problems that Arsenal had or have had for years and years and years is their inability to go to these type of grounds and defend effectively. Now, Dan mentioned that, you know, we've got the defence working, but we can't now get the forwards working. And the problem is, like we've always said, the squad is so imbalanced, isn't it, in terms of the talent that we have going forward and what we have defensively. And Mikel Arteta is having to be a little bit more pragmatic. He's having to drill the team a little bit better Um, defensively. They're having to be a little bit more strict in the shapes that they're holding. The fact that Xhaka and Torreira or Xhaka and Genduzi yesterday don't have that license to maybe go all over the park like they did under Unai Emery. You know, all of that is contributing to the fact that we have, whether people like to admit it or not, become a lot better defensively. So, you know, yes, the, the attacking spark is not quite there at the moment, but for me, when you're building a side, the only side that's ever built built, sorry, from the front backwards has been Liverpool. Everybody else in the traditional way of doing it is to build solid foundations and the rest of it, you know, given the talent we've got, you hope it will come. Now, for me, you know, Arsenal were pragmatic under Emery at times, but we still couldn't defend. We were still conceding chances. We were still conceding goals. We're still conceding chances under Mikel Arteta, but nowhere near as many. And that's the key point here. We're defending a lot better. And and for me, What I didn't like about Unai Emery was that I didn't see any progress. I wasn't so fussed about getting from zero to 100 in a short space of time, because if we're being realistic, we know that that's impossible. But what I wanted to see was a steady progress. And in terms of Arsenal's defensive capabilities, I think we are seeing steady progress. And so whilst it wasn't the desired result, we did make enough chances to win it. We didn't take them. But the most encouraging thing for me from yesterday was the fact that once again, We showed that we can go away from home under Mikel Arteta, and we can defend a lot more effectively. So I'm not as doom and gloom as, you know, and I'm not saying you guys are, but as some of the people I've seen on Twitter the last Mm. couple of uh, days.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a great reactive fan base. I mean, I I can be, (laughs) I can be very knee jerk at times, but I mean, oh yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not doom and gloom. Um, I just, I just think it's a game we should have won, Uh, and a, a game we should have won quite comfortably. Um, I just want to bring this in here from uh, Bill. Thank you for your kind donation, mate. Thank you very much. Um, Every week, um, he buys us a Big Mac and chips. Thank you very much indeed. Um, He says he agrees it is going to take time like Klopp to get Arsenal to where they need to be. But we are 10th in February and these
3: players need to be accountable. Um, Dan, what would you say to that? Yeah, I'd have to agree. And I also believe that um, we are playing like a mid-table side. And guess what? That's where we are. You know, you look at Burnley yesterday and you don't see much difference in quality. And that's exactly where we are at the moment. In my opinion, we're no different to an Everton or a Southampton or a Burnley at the moment because we're just playing like that. And we have better players on paper. But as a team, it's still not quite getting it right. I think Harry brings up a good point in terms of us um, improving defensively because that certainly has happened. I mean, it definitely has. It's, it's clear to see. Um, and it proves that, you know, Arteta can, uh, can get installed some confidence in some of these players because if he's getting people like David Luiz uh, and Mustafi playing well and defending well. Then that for me is, is great stuff. I just feel like, Going forward is where the problem is, and it has been throughout. If Aubameyang doesn't score, I feel sorry for him because no one else does. And it was like that yesterday. He had a bad day at the office, and instead of getting on his, instead of trying to get behind him, they get on everyone else on on his back, and then let people get away with murder. In my opinion, mm-hmm. Lacazette. The last time he scored was the twenty third of November. Um, I don't think he scored an away goal for a whole season. Ozil, who hasn't the last scored, time yeah. he scored?
2: Uh, Lacazette hasn't scored an away goal for three hundred and sixty five days. Um, there you go. There and you go. Mercer Ozil's last assist um, away from home, I believe was last November.
3: If it's I, crazy because Mercer Ozil, I think someone texted me yesterday or the day before saying he's out of all of the players in the Premier League over the last year, he's number 104th in goals and assists. Yeah. <laughs> and yet people I don't, think I don't, he's brilliant. Can, can I, just I, I, don't, with, I don't,
2: with, I don't, I don't <clears> want to keep picking out Ozil, and I, you know, because it's boring. Um, everyone keeps picking him out. Look, he's not... Arteta it, keeps picking him. Yeah, Arteta <laughs> keeps picking him. So, if Arteta keeps picking him, then, you know, Mikhail Arteta works with him every day. So, he obviously sees something in him, right? Okay. And he did say, Mikhail Arteta did say, one of the first things he said when he was interviewed, um, when he was new manager, was that his job is to get Mercer Ozil ticking. Um, it looks like, at the moment, it's going to be a harder job than he thought to get Mercer Ozil ticking. But, I... But I think I think digging him out all the time is, is, is getting boring now. Um, like I said, um, people think he needs dropping. There's people in the chat there saying that he needs dropping. People are saying that Lacazette needs dropping. Um, but at the end of the day, if we drop Mercer Ozil, who else have we got? If we drop that, Lacazette... Yeah, I mean, like, if we drop Mercer Ozil, we play Willock. If we drop Lacazette, we play Eddie. So... <sighs> It swings and roundabouts, Harry, no?
1: I I don't like this whole assist argument. I think it's lazy because, and the reason I say that is because for you to get an assist, somebody needs to put the ball in the back of the net. And yesterday, yes. uh, they didn't necessarily come from Mesut Ozil to chances, but yesterday, Lacazette missed chances or Bamiyang missed chances. And if those players don't put the ball in the net, then it's very easy to then go, oh, but look at him, he didn't get an assist. In the first half, or uh, yeah, it was in the first half, Mesut Ozil completed the most passes in the final third, Um, he made the most uh, ball interceptions and recoveries for Arsenal and he ended up with the second most uh, uh, passes in the final third when he was taken off uh, 62 minutes. So even though he came off half an hour early, he was still second in that list. So the point I'm trying to make is with Mesut Ozil, it doesn't always have to be that pass before the finish It can sometimes be just the case of getting us ticking. Now, I'm not for a second saying that he's playing anywhere near the level that we know he's capable of, because he's not. He really, really isn't. Um, But what I will say is it just feels like all too convenient an argument for me when Arsenal's problems are not just Mesut Ozil. Yes, he's not playing very well, but even if he picks up the ball on the edge of the penalty area, if there isn't the movement, if there isn't the option, you know, and, and you've got to think that there's certain players that, get targeted by opponents i e they go and put a man on him um you know and and mark him out the game you, the the chelsea game was a prime example i know we touched on this last week but everybody came out of that game saying oh ozil didn't do nothing in the attacking third and then frank lampard come out afterwards and said we were a bit confused by the positions he was taking up on the left on the right we were having to have players with him all the time and at the very minimum if he doesn't create anything his presence i guess is occupying somebody and that can in turn create space for others now people are saying in the chat that I'm defending him I'm not defending him I just think that it's all too convenient an argument to always point the finger at Mesut Ozil every time we don't play very well going forward what about the what about Alexander Lacazette what about Aubameyang what about Martinelli and I'm not picking on any of them individually I just think as a collective the attack is not clicking at the moment it's not functioning But it's so easy to go, oh, but he's on 350k a week, so let's point the finger at him. I just want to see people, you know, watch a game of football sometimes and maybe not just jump to conclusions so quickly. Think about why Mikel Arteta is picking this guy all the time. Think about why Arsene Wenger picked him all the time. You know, Unai Emery didn't pick him for a period of time, but his desperation ended up going back to him as well. So, you know, there is something in this guy that maybe, you know, I've I've read off some stats to you at the beginning of when I've just started talking, that I bet most of the people that were sitting there going, oh, Mesut Ozil was crap yesterday, didn't realise. So just all I would say is when it comes to Messer Ozil, you can't be so simplistic in the view that, oh, because he didn't sprint around as much as anyone else, he, he doesn't care, he doesn't want to be there. He got angry yesterday and he got a yellow card, didn't he? Bit of dissent as well, mm-hmm. that, that's not yep. someone that doesn't care. He'd just walk off if he didn't.
2: Yeah, true. Very true. Very true, mate. Look, I mean, as I said, it it seems Twitter and and, and podcasts and, you know, we're always pointing the finger at him. Um, But, I mean, let's talk about um, Lacazette, a player who is so low, low, low on confidence. It's unbelievable. Um, I said just before we come on air there, what he has done to warrant a starting place against Burnley yesterday I'm done-founded. Um, I am dumbfounded. I, I, I don't understand Mikhail Arteta's formation yesterday. I don't understand why he stopped the Saka-Martinelli link-up down the left-hand side. I don't understand why he played Lacazette up front. And I don't understand why Pepe wasn't on the right. Surely, what we've seen of this team and what we've seen of the attack and what we've seen happening over the last few games... Martinelli, Yang, Pepe. Um, Dan, why Why do you think he didn't go with that yesterday?
3: He's trying to shoehorn Lacazette and Aubameyang to play together, in my opinion. But also, I just think he's one of these managers who seems to, if I drop a player, it will just ruin their confidence. And I think he's sticking with Lacazette until he scores. And that, for me, is the wrong thing to do because he's he's unfortunately leaving out the likes of Pepe, putting Martinelli on the wrong wing, putting Yang wide just so he can play Lacazette and force him in. For me, Lacazette deserves to be dropped. And if he, you know, we wanted a ruthless manager and I was hoping that Arteta was going to be that man. And for me, he's just sticking with Lacazette. Um, and I don't believe that he deserves to be in the team. He just looks to me like the header you said, Craig. It just looked like he was going to miss. I think he thought he was going to miss. Mm. You know, it just seemed to me like I'm going to 100% not put this in. Um, everything about his attitude and his body language at the moment looks that like he's just a guy who's shot to pieces. And I'm not even sure if that a one a one goal... Tapping would would do him the world of good. I, I think he needs to have a real good run of, run of games now, and um, I can't see where it's going to be coming. Um, as you say, Martinelli and Saka, why disrupt that? Martinelli yeah. on the right, why put him on the right? Aubameyang, why put him on the wing? All because Lacazette needs to play from the middle. And um, personally, I think that if Aubameyang was was um, down the middle, and we had Martinelli and Pepe. Then that is the three that worked. The last time away from home, where we beat West Ham three-one, and we haven't won away from home since then. So that partnership up front, that free up front, needs to happen, in my opinion. Yeah,
2: Harry. I mean, we, we talk about the Martinelli. You know, breaking up the Saka Martinelli link up. What about his choice to play Gwendozi instead of Torreira yesterday? Um, do you think that was because he knew that Burnley were going to be a bit more physical, and he wanted to? He wanted Guendouzi in there to kind of shore things up a bit.
1: Yeah, I, I think that was the reason. I don't necessarily agree with, with what he did because I have always banged on about the fact that I feel like Xhaka and Torreira is probably the best balanced midfield pair in the Arsenal have um, for a number of reasons. I think that at times Matteo Guendouzi can be pulled out of position. He can get uh, sucked into, you know, little spats with people and, you know, he, he can often lose focus on the game. But what Genduzzi does give you is he gives you 10 out of 10 in terms of effort and he gives you 10 out of 10 in terms of his willingness to put his body on the line and battle and fight. And I think not because Terreira doesn't do that, but just because Mateo Genduzi has a far bigger physical presence. I think that's maybe what swayed uh, Mikel Arteta into doing what he did. Um, just touching on on the Lacazette point and the, the fact that he broke up the Saka and Martinelli partnership. <clears throat> um With the Sakura Martinelli thing, I get why people are are surprised that he broke it up. But I guess if I'm trying to get myself, if I'm trying to put myself in Mikel Arteta's position, he's obviously asked Lacazette, in my opinion, to come deeper um, to receive the ball in the hope that that brings the centre-backs with him and it can create spaces in behind for Bamiyang when he's on the left or for whoever's on the right to then make those diagonal runs inside and into the space and we saw that on a few occasions didn't we we saw Lacazette drop deep and then Jacka picked that ball over the top for Bamiyang for the one he scuffed so we can see that that's what they're trying to do they're trying to pull people out of position the issue with that is that what that does is it can make the striker look a lot worse than he is and Lacazette is out of form there's no doubt about that but When his role is not now predominantly to hang around in the penalty area, then he's going to get less opportunities and some of his work is going to go unnoticed. In Mikel Arteta's opinion, he probably believes that playing Aubameyang from the left yesterday was was worth it because of... If someone's going to come in those inside left positions and be through on goal, you'd probably rather it was Aubameyang than anybody else in this Arsenal team because he's our our best goal scorer. He's probably our best player overall. And for me, you know, there is an argument that that's why he broke that up. He broke that up because he felt that he could get more out of Aubameyang. Martinelli's been great, but Aubameyang is, is the main man at Arsenal at the moment. And so he's probably going to do what he thinks is best to get the best out of him. You know, we lost a lot when Saka went off. I think that was a big blow as well. And I think that, you know, that had a massive impact and the fact that we were unable to then build attacks on the left-hand side because, let's face it, Granit Xhaka is not the most mobile. He's not going to get up and down the way that Saka does. Um, but it, it changed our game plan. Arsenal's focus has been a lot on that left-hand side since Mikel Arteta's has come in. He's worked a, a pattern out where the, the full-back pushes on one of the midfielders drops into that position to cover for him and Arsenal have been really effective down that side. Losing Saka at half-time massively affected that. It meant that Xhaka went into that position and he done pretty well there, to be fair. He's not a left-back. He sat there, defended pretty well, but he's not going to give you that bit of extra going forward. So for me, you know, I, I I look back on it now and it's easy with hindsight to say that I think that Mikel Arteta got some things wrong. But I think if you sit there and you think about them logically, you still may not agree, but you can understand why he came to those conclusions. And therefore, I don't think he should be hammered for them. Mm.
2: This is an interesting one. Um, comes in from Lee. I'll come to both of you on this one. Um, do you think the, perso- the performances of, Laca- of Lacazette <laughs> have been so poor um, that he just doesn't want to be here anymore? Um, it's an interesting question, Dan. You know, you know, we see a lot of players, they get unhappy and, you know... I don't think it's because... I, to answer your question, Lee, I don't think it's because he wants to leave. I just think he is so low on confidence um, at the moment. And, I mean, would it be um, a stupid suggestion to give him a couple of under-23 games um, so he can get on the pitch and, you know, bang a few goals in? Get him that feeling back again of scoring mm. a goal, of getting into that position, of of actually saying to himself, yes, I can finish. You know what I mean? Mm. What do you? Well, I don't know, Dan. Well, some people might laugh at uh, laugh at that suggestion. Um, Indeed, I or, think he'd or, be
1: insulted by that. That's the problem. Do you think so? Mm.
2: Do you know what if my, if if Arteta did put his arm around him, you know, and say, "Look, I, I need you to be scored," you know, "I need you to be on fire." Because yesterday, mm. like Dan said, when that ball came across him with a header, I was up. I thought it was going in, and then to see it fly wide, I think um, I think, and the look it, on his face was like you know. When, he, when he'd missed it you know the look on his face wasn't as, wasn't of oh I can't believe I missed that it was more of oh mm. I, I knew I was going to miss that
3: yeah and I think if he just needs dropping for me he just needs to be dropped now um, like is it and um, I don't know about the old reserve stuff and the 23 stuff at Lee uh, yeah. but when it comes to it I, I think as well he's it, 100% down tools on Emery I said it before he 100% down tools on Emery wasn't fit, lack of confidence, and for me now it's all about how Arteta can get him firing again. And I just think he needs to bench him and bring him on with Alfaro to go and see if we can keep bringing him on. He scores that goal that, he, that we all want him to score, yeah. and then go from there. But there's no way that he should be playing in the first team at the moment, um, that is it?
2: Someone else has just brought up a very good point as well, um, Chris Hudson. Uh, good evening to you, Chris. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for the support, mate. He has had some trouble in his private life recently. Um, I don't want to go into it too much because it's just not fair. But he has Harry, he has had some personal um problems at the moment.
1: Yeah, he has. Um I think that maybe though I mean, look, I don't think he should be in the team at the moment. I think that the best, the most effective thing at the moment is to play a Bamiang through the middle. I've I've been beating that drum for a while. But I think he must be, to a degree, doing what Mikel Arteta is asking from him, and what I mean by that is not not the, not in front of goal because he's obviously not delivering, but in terms of the positions he takes up, the fact that he does drop a little bit deeper, like we've just said, he's obviously doing something that Mikel Arteta wants. Now, with Mikel Arteta, what I think he's done here, and there's people saying that he's scared to, um, he's scared to drop big names. I don't think that Mikel Arteta is scared. I think that Mikel Arteta came in and saw what an absolute fucking shit show Unai Emery left behind him and what a massive impact upsetting those who are popular around the club had on the rest of the squad and at this point this early in his Arsenal career he doesn't want to do that he wants to get through this season learn about his team and build for next season but at the moment I just don't think he's I don't think it's because he's scared of dropping him and he's scared of the backlash I think he's—he doesn't want to see the squad fall back into that state of discontent that we saw under Unai Emery, and that's why he's cautious on it.
2: Mr. Judges, good evening to you. Very unprofessional. Uh, good, 20, good evening, 20, everybody. Good evening. 20, everybody. Twenty-five minutes late.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. The trains are a total mess at the moment. Like you know, trains. Oh yes,
2: it's, it's your car broke down, is it?
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I had a game of football today, and it, I. I I couldn't get back in time, like you know. So no um,
2: problem. Mate. I'm only having a I'm only having a little mess about with you. Uh, great to I've see been, you, mate. Um, I've been
0: listening on the way in, like that you know I means. So I um, want. Oh, so you're up
2: to speed? That's good. Oh, well, I that's am very, up to Well, speed. sorry, I'll take that back. That is very professional of you. That is, yeah. Um, so, so I'll take that back, mate. Um, you were up there yesterday. Uh, we've been talking about it for the last, you know, yeah, twenty five minutes. Um, why it was so bad, you know. And to be fair, Burnley should have won the game. Um, you know, we're talking about the. the um, you know, we've been focusing on the chances we missed, but you know, Burnley mm. had plenty of chances to win the game as well. And I suppose with um, what's his name at the end, there where he at the bar. Um, just what, what was your thoughts yesterday, mate?
0: Well, the thoughts I listen to what we was saying about Meza Ozil and Harry was saying everything there. And I thought in the first twenty minutes we played really, really well, and Meza Ozil was part of that. He uh, in that first twenty minutes, he was one getting on the ball. Making things happen and click and and making us click a little bit, and then he just goes missing. And then because then he goes out of the team and doesn't do what he's supposed to be doing, starts going out to the wing and things like that. We then lose control of the game. And I think he's got to realise if when you play that role, how important it is. And like we're only now getting twenty minutes out of Mesut Ozil, and it's a good twenty minutes, but we need more. It's as simple as that. We need more from him than what we're getting. Um, I heard what Harry said about, you know, um, his his yellow card and that shows that he cares. Sometimes, you know, you can just do that and get a yellow card and it looks like you're caring. You know, you you, just do
1: Do you think it's that calculated? Do you think he goes and says, oh, actually, I'm better get booked now so that they think I care? Because I don't.
0: No, I don't don't think, I I don't personally, but people were saying that. And it was also like, it was a lazy little foul that he'd done and. You know, a couple of little... I, I, I think he probably, if i will be honest, Harry, I think he's probably, if I'm being really honest, I think he's frustrated with his own players as much as the fans are as well. I think he knows he's not quite up to the to the player or the player that he was going back a couple of years ago. Um, that, 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 that was what I see from there. And and, and if, we, if we'd be really honest, we'd lost control of the game. We got Willock on in the second half and we gained back a bit of control of the game. You know, because we've got someone that can run the ball. What we need in the team is someone that can pick the ball up and run 25, 30 yards instead of passing little 5, 10 yards. That's the, something that we, we've we got to look at from that point of view. I also think that, and, I, and I'm not sticking up for Mesut Ozil, I'm not sticking up for any of the forwards. What it seems to me is that because we're trying to concentrate on defending, we're all getting back and, and, and making blocks of five um, across the back, foot threes and... And what we're doing is we're getting back into a very, very quick defensive shape. And what it's doing is then meaning that the players then, when we get the ball, before we even get into the danger area of, of the, the final third, we've got to run sixty yards. And you're asking Lacazette to, to sprint up sixty yards. When he gets to the sixty yards, then he's, then they've got to do something, you know. And it's very, very hard. But as soon as they break, the ball breaks back. They go into a defensive shape. And and I think that why that's looking good defensively, and we're not listen. The one thing that Arteta has addressed at this moment in time is that no no team, and that includes yesterday, as much possession that uh, Burnley had. They weren't raining shots in us like other teams have in the past because with the way we're setting up and the way we're doing things. But it's taking away a lot of our attacking play. It tells me that Mikel Arteta is not confident with our defenders because we're we're covering our defenders in all sorts of positions, you know, and, and um, that is what the, the problem is at the moment. So he's addressing the back, but I think that once he gets in better defenders, then you can, that you can rely on, you know, that you can go one with one for one or whatever. Then I think we can look to our attacking side of it. Totally agree. What, what, uh, we were saying earlier on when you, why Mikel Arteta broke up the, uh, the left hand side I don't know that's been working really well there is a there is a thing in life which says turns around and says if it's not broken don't fix it and we've been playing really really well on the left hand side it's been been causing all sorts of problems and we didn't do that we put um uh, martinelli over to the right and it was the worst game that he had he got he got found out if I'll be honest but in saying that on all three forwards didn't really click they were poor. The service was poor. But you have to give Burnley credit. They defended very, very resolutely, very, very well yesterday. You know, good, good defensive, strong side. So, on on that point of view, that that, that was there. The, the the thing with Lacazette. Listen, I, I'm a big fan of Lacazette. He's working really, really hard. I'm going to give him one defence on on his side at the moment. Is that I think that going through pre season. And then just after preseason he was injured. And I don't I, I think if we've all played football, you need a pre-season. I don't think he's had a preseason. I think it's showing. But yesterday, all of his um all of his um game broke down. It just broke down, you know. Every time he went to into him, it come off of him. His hold up play, which is normally very, very good, broke down. And I also I don't know how you guys think about it. I think if he'd have banged in that first chance from that header in the first couple of minutes, it would have been all different. But he just see it's like a a flower, wouldn't he? he wilted after that. Yeah, and well, I
2: did say if that one went in, it would have been four or five nil.
0: Could have been, you know. What I mean, you know, I it, think that he would have been, but but it, you know, it was a it, it, was it a bad miss or not? I think you know, least I think you should do is get it on target. I'm not saying that you should score from there, but then you know, now I think Arteta has got to make some real big calls. You know, he made a big call yesterday. At, I don't know how, if you spoke about it, if I missed this bit or whatever, but, you know, to leave Pepe out was was a, yep. was a massive call. You know what I mean? Like, you know, why why do that for someone that I think has just started to start playing well and then, you know, keeping players that are not playing well? It'll be very, very interesting to see what happens at, um, uh, in the next game. But our next game is at home. I, I think that, you know, when we're away from home, We've got, to, we've got to, you know, be better defensively with, with better players. But the stats, and I don't like using stats, so like this, this probably not using, but like, um, you can turn around and say it like, you know, Lacazette has not scored an way goal. Is it for a year now? 365,
2: 365
0: you know? days. That That is not good enough at any standard of football. If you're a forward and you're playing on a Sunday league team or a semi-pro or at... Uh, at that, and also when you're um, playing for a hospital, you've got it's got to be better than that. I don't. There's no hiding, getting away from that fact. Um, yes, and you know, I think a lot of fans are quickly trying to write, writing him off because. But last season, don't let's not forget, he was our Player of the Year, uh, scoring against all the top teams. But away from home, he's a different player, and. I think that's something that the that Arteta's got to address. I think there's lots of things that he's got to address. But I think someone said it today. I think I was speaking to Ken who said it today. You know, um, I know it was a poor performance. I know it was probably a poor result. But the last two teams to have gone to uh, Burnley were Leicester and Chelsea. And they both come away with nothing. So let's take the positive from it in mm. the clean sheet. Let's get the positive from that. Um and I think, you know, if I'm going to be really honest, we weren't all that disappointed. We started to get a little bit... When, when, when Spurs won yesterday, that's the one that hurt Arsenal fans more, that them getting to an extra couple of points on us. We thought like you know, we maybe gained a point and probably looking to gain three. So that's what I think that that's happened. Um, I'm, 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 I look at the... You know, we kick going on the stats and things like that. Mikko Arteta's record at the moment doesn't look good. But what I do see is progress. I do see us defending better. I do see us, there is a little bit of structures to us. I think that it's going to take time. There's going to be building blocks. He has addressed. I think what he's addressed is the main thing is, you know, Watford, 40 shots against us. Other teams down the bottom, 30-odd shots against us. As much possession that Burnley had yesterday. How many saves did Leno have to make, you know? Mm. So I think there is, there is progress.
2: We shall talk about the positives after this quick break. Check out our sponsor, the West Cook Beer Company. Link below in the description. Now, Dan, there was a few positives um, from yesterday, um, and I think he deserves a big, a big mention. And that is for Lee's mate. Can you say
0: his name, uh, Mister Mustafi?
2: Yeah, okay, we'll give him that, uh, Mister <laughs> Mr. Mustafi. Um, Dan, I think Mustafi. People are talking about our Mustafi. Uh, our what state. is his first name, Craig? I don't know. Um.
0: Uh, what did we say Simon so, yeah si-
2: Simon yeah, that would
1: Dave. Do.
0: do Dave what, what is it come on Harry come on Squadron 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 it's like a, something out of a war film say
2: so, like the Damn Busters
0: yeah Squadron Mustafi that's attention <laughs> please <ask>. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> people are going on about Arteta changing players well, <coughs> one of these ones right and I don't care what anyone says in the chat or what anyone says a- anywhere Mustafi is a is a a much improved defender. Mm.
3: Yeah, he was good yesterday, and so was Luiz, But um, I still don't want him in the team. <laughs> Do you know why, though, Craig? And everyone says, "Oh, you know, he's been good," and he has been good, but. It's not so much the fact that he's a bad defender for 90 minutes. It's the fact that he's got that one shocking mistake in him every 90 minutes. And, you know, even what does annoy me, and it did annoy me yesterday, was he gets it and when there's nothing on, he just smashes it up in the air and just gives him back the possession. And I think, why are you doing that? Well, Who has told you to smash the ball up and just give it back to the James Tarkowskis and Ben Meese? They're the only things that frustrate me. But together with him and Luiz, it surprised me, actually, because that at the start of the season, I would have said, what a nightmare partnership. But um, they the games they have played together, they, they have improved. I do take um, that as being, as being under Arteta. I mean, Karen said it there, Mustafi under Arteta. I think Arteta's got to take a lot of credit there for what he's done with our defence as a unit because I think in every single position from right back to left back and the partnership in the middle, we have improved. Um, so yeah, for me, listen, I'll slate Mustafi when he makes mistakes, when he doesn't make mistakes and he plays well, I shall say he plays well, but for four years he's been making mistakes and I can't forgive the guy anymore.
2: Okay. look, A lot of the people in the <clears> chat, <throat> i got, I kind of agree with you, um, that he's got this, that he should be dropped, should be sold, this, that, never. Um, yeah, look, let's bring this in, you know? Oh no, that's not the one I wanted. Um, sorry, Harry, I'll come to you on this one no? unpopular opinion but Mustafi is still
1: better than an 80 million Harry Maguire would you agree with that I I don't really rate Harry Maguire anyway I don't um, either so yeah I think he's just a lump absolutely and you know what drives me mad when when I sit there and and particularly it was during the World Cup when people were going oh he's such a great defender at bringing the ball out of his defense he's so technically gifted no the last centre-half that England had that could defend and bring the ball out of the defense was Rio Ferdinand. Since then, there hasn't been one. That you know, people like Harry Maguire, Jesus, give me a break. He looks like the Sh- the ogre from Shrek. Um, you know, M- Mustafi. Look, the thing sorry, with Harry, is, if you're watching about, yeah, sorry, Harry,
2: you know, Harry thinks. No, you're I,
1: watching, I don't
0: feel sorry. He's Man United you know player. Come on, yeah, carry exactly. on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, the the thing is with Mustafi is that. He's never been as bad as people have made him out. He's made some mistakes, yes. He's made some high-profile mistakes, yes. Um, But so have lots of other high-profile people. I mean, David De Gea this season has made a a number of high-profile mistakes, but people don't sit there saying he's a crap goalkeeper. Mm. The point is that you're seeing an improvement in Arsenal's defenders individually because the team are finally being set up in a way that allows them to defend more effectively. And the more you watch of Mikel Arteta's Arsenal, the more you realise how badly we've been defending as a unit for the last five or six seasons. And that in actual fact, anybody that played at centre-half for Arsenal never really stood a bloody chance of of defending effectively because we were so all over the place. Now, I'm not saying I want Mustafi to be our centre-half for the next five years or that, you know, he's all of a sudden become this world beat. I'm not saying that for a second. I'm just saying that, He's not as bad as some people would have you believe uh, in. He's not, he doesn't deserve the battering that he gets all the time. And and like Dan's just done there, Dan watched him. He's he's played well. He's given him credit. And that's how it should be with Arsenal fans. We shouldn't keep going back to things that happened two or three years ago because the future is what we're looking at. We're progressing. Mustafi's progressing with the team as is Xhaka, as is Uh, Maitland-Niles, as is, you know, a a number of players who have improved individually Mm. under Arteta. So let's just, you know, let's just look forward, give him credit when he plays well. and, And when he doesn't, you know, we'll call him out. But at this moment in time, if people are still being negative about him, then it says more about them than him. Mm.
2: Lee, I mean, int- uh, you know, interesting. I mean, it is correct that we. Uh, I think it is correct that we are giving Mustafi some credit because he has been brilliant the last few weeks. But I understand, and there's people in the chat, you know, you know, saying he's, he's rubbish. He, you know, he's gone. He's cost us too many times. This, that, and the other. But he has improved under Arteta, and as Harry says, um, looks like a looks like a better player. Surely, the last few weeks, he did. He does deserve the credit that, that, that I'm trying to give him.
0: Listen, yeah, and what what players do is when they come to a club, they they start off on a blank, and then they put credit in the bank. You know what I mean? And that that is why like Aubameyang gets a little bit more grace than than say Lacazette and anybody else because he's got credit in the bank now. Unfortunately, you know he's he's on the withdrawal line, isn't he? Oh, uh, Mustafi, he's like, like me, you know, uh, living in his overdraft. You know, he's gone into the red zone. You know what I mean? He's you know, but what he's doing is he's gradually getting it back. Um, a heart of a lion, by the way, lads, you know what I mean? And and let's this, this face it, he's played really well. The I thought he played very, very well against Bournemouth, stretched it off, you know, could have just said, right, okay, um, you know, but because he's playing well and because he's desperate to get back, he's back in the team. So it shows that he's got, uh, you know, a lot of heart. Um, and I thought also a lot, I think, which I admire him for more than anything, a lot of bottle. A lot of people would have said, right, no, that's it. I'm going to give up and down tools on this. You know, the fans don't like me, blah, 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 blah. He hasn't. He's kept working hard. And the fans now are singing his name. Um, I'll just sing his second name, but they are singing it. And um, <laughs> the, the thing is, that he's doing really well. Come yeah. on, Simon.
2: Come on, Simon. Simon. You know I mean? Go
0: on, Si. Go on, si. You know what I mean? So, but at this moment in time, he's doing well. He's doing well. And I totally agree with what Harry says. You take it game by game, and I, and and that's how, that's how I do it. If Arsenal played well, I I will praise And If they don't, then I won't. When he's playing well, is it? Yes, we know he's got a mistake in him. You know, unfortunately, you know, when he does make a mistake, it's normally a horrendous one. But yesterday, he, he made a couple of little mistakes and got away with them. If I'll be honest, and I think at the end of it, you can only say Eric He's, he's done very, very well in the last couple of games, as has David Luiz. And you can only speak on a game-to-game situation. Um, I think it was uh, also a big call, from again, from Arteta to leave uh, Socrates out for this game because he's done okay and has done well in the past. But he's stuck with um, Mustafi and um, he, he's done okay. But I'm, I'm going to say this now and... Um, I don't. I don't care if I upset people or, or whatever. When you bring in a player from loan, and uh, you know the, to improve the team, I I I will expect Mari, get, uh, Pablo Mari, to be in the team on against Newcastle. That's it. Yeah. But, but, because otherwise, why get him? You know, and um, so I expect him to be in the team, and. One of one of David Louise or um, uh, Mr. Simon Mustafi will have to be left out.
2: Okay, um, who was I was going to say, Lee? Just be, just just why? Just before we go on to some questions, um, I, I've asked the two lads uh, about this. What do you think about him leaving out Torreira yesterday?
0: Yeah, I did hear that when he was came down. I think. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I, I, I'm going to defend it because I felt that he looked at the um, the way Burnley played, very aerial, very, uh, um, very, very dangerous on crosses. And I think that probably he felt that um, Gwendouzi's height would be a little bit better for, for it in that sort of thing. So I felt that that's why he probably done that. Um, do I agree with it? Um, it was a tough one because I thought Guendouzi was absolutely outstanding against Bournemouth, absolutely outstanding. So it was a difficult one, and I felt that maybe he used that as a um, as a thing. I heard what we said, look, the Guendouzi, uh shaka partnership doesn't work so well. I thought that they played very well against Bournemouth, by the way, in that first half together. So it proved that they could probably play together. I think that he went for that. But then if that was his... Um, if he was going to do that, if that was what he was thinking, I, I get that. But then at half-time when uh, Shaka went to left-back, he brought him on. If he f- if he felt that he was going to be worried about their aerial threat and all that, then then probably Willett would have been a better better thing for him. So I, I find it quite strange, if I'll be honest, because I think Torreira has been absolutely outstanding for us in the last few games. This is what I'm saying where I've been... Not, I'm not criticising Arteta. This is why I feel that he's got to He's making mistakes a little bit, you know, learning on the job. Whether he should be learning on the job at Arsenal is a different debate. But he's making this, some 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 mistakes, which are a bit a bit worrying because Serrera has been playing very very well. He left him out, um, as we, as we spoke about. Pepe has done better than what he has done all season. Was left out, you know. And these are the questions that that the journalist should be asking him. You know, instead of asking him about um, the weather, training in Dubai and all that, these are the questions that they should be asking. So, Harry, when you get there next time, let's be a bit more full fight. <laughs> let's get some questions <laughs> at him that we all want to know. These are the questions that we want to know. Why did he break up the left side? Why did he bring in uh, Gwendoza, When I think Torreira has been absolutely outstanding. We'll say this on another point You say Granite Shacker again, I thought done okay when he went to left back as well so um and Torreira done okay when he went into that um mm. role so i i i i find that one a very very baffling but you know it's like if you ask the question why didn't he play and he's just oh he picked up a knocking train or he weren't he's been having a couple of days off sick or whatever then i can understand it but I, I'm, I'm i'm a little bit baffled by not just that decision from arteta there was three or four if i'll be honest Craig. Mm.
2: Obviously, we're trying to talk about uh, the positives here. Obviously, a negative, we didn't score. But Dan, positive, we didn't concede either. Um, Mm. Mm. You know, if you don't let in goals and you don't lose games. Um, So, you know, surely we should be looking at that as well as another big positive.
3: I think that is the main positive. Yeah, is the fact that we haven't we haven't been getting uh, the, the two or three goals that we were letting in under Emery. You know, it's getting a stage where if we were scoring two, we were drawing two, two. You know, at one stage under Emery, and now we're getting to the stage where we are looking at keeping some clean sheets. And um, I don't know how many that is now, but under Arteta, but it's certainly been a few. So that's great stuff. One thing I'll just say, touch on him quickly about Guendouzi, Craig. Is uh, I don't know if you guys saw it on the TV. Obviously, Lee would have seen it on. The, he was there oh, with yeah. me, but. Yeah, walking off doing the rugby gestures. I thought that was absolute quality. That is just thought. Sort I of just loved the guy, you know, and he's just yeah. got so much. That's, I that's do, I do,
2: I do, I do love his shithousery, I've got to say. I, I, do all love. Right, mate. I mean, someone told me he was doing. He was mimicking drop kicking the rugby ball. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's, that's the kind of stuff I want to see, Harry. Uh, you know, not conceding a goal, massive positive. Which, which would tell us all that there's, you know, we've already touched on it. there's tell us all that there is improvements being made under Mikel Arteta. Let's let, let's get it right. This is his first job um, as a, a, as a manager or a head coach, whatever you want to call him. So we we have got to cut him a bit of slack. Um, we've all said and we've all said it on here, that, you know, the, the seasons are right off. Um, our only chance of a trophy is probably the Europa League or the FA Cup. Uh, you know, we're not going to qualify for you. It doesn't look like we're going to qualify um, for Europe. I think that had gone a couple of months ago anyway, to be quite honest with you. We're not going to qualify for Europe um, through the league table. Um, so there is some improvement there, Harry, surely. And, and it's like you said, like you said yourself, it's not all doom and gloom.
1: Absolutely. There is an improvement. It's, in some people's eyes, maybe it's not enough of an improvement and, you know, that that's a fair debate to have. But for me, I guess I, I kind of believe that the that people had an, an impression of Mikel Arteta as somebody who was going to come in and get us playing this swashbuckling attacking football straight again straight away because he's been working with Pep Guardiola and that that would be his way. Yeah, to a degree, I get that. But he's come here and he hasn't got the players that he had at Manchester City nowhere near. He doesn't have that level of talent at Arsenal. And and so I think it's actually refreshing to see that he can be pragmatic as well when he needs to be. And he can drill a team defensively as opposed to just, you know, being all about attacking play. So that's, that's a real positive for me. And I think that people's opinion comes generally from what they had the impression they had of Mikel Arteta in their minds before they actually saw him take charge of a team. So there's a lot of positives for me. Yes, you know, we can be better, but even under the bad days of Arsene Wenger, we were never as bad as we were at the end of Unai Emery's reign. Mm. We were never that far down the table. We'd never had a worse start to the season. So in that sense, you've got to give Mikel Arteta some slack because he has taken over Arsenal in the worst state that I've ever seen them in since I've been supporting them so you know there you go
2: good point Natalie. um for a lot of fans for you know for, for for a lot of fans um this would be the worst position um that they've seen an arsenal team in
0: yeah yeah I haven't but um you know uh, yeah listen you know the, the team the team after 25 games is still on minus points a goal difference, yeah, so, minus goal, yeah. You know, I mean, that 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 for a club like Arsenal with the the play the firepower they've got is unacceptable. So he's got to address lots of things that are there, and and I I think that there have been improvements. And and what what I look at it now is, um, he's got this season to to see what the players are, make mistakes and whatever, but and then make sure that he doesn't make them next season. I don't know about what you guys think, but. I, since since he's left Manchester City, Manchester City have not been the same. I don't yeah. think there's there's something quite missing from there. Great so um, um, so I think that um, from from that point of view, uh, Chris has said 1914 was the first time. I, I'm surprised you remember <laughs> that, Chris. But like you know, uh, I I believe you. You know what I mean. So um, but like um, th- th- that 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 side of it is it. Uh, listen. No one's going to be happy at this moment. You cannot be totally happy with what you're seeing. Certainly, if you're a fan, yesterday going to that game, it was poor. We, we got we, this, this, you know, this, you know, can't take the bones, you know, the, the beef off the bones here. That's how it was. It was not good enough. But I still see that a team like Burnley putting in crosses, and and I, I listen. I, I I'm, I'm sure that uh, Dan can for this with people around him as well. Everybody around me would turn around and say, it's gonna, it's not going to be, they're going to score in a minute. It's, it's, it's going to take, even properly watching on TV, yeah, in a minute they're going to score. It looks like they're going to score. They didn't because we we kept the fit. Yes, we rode our luck a bit, but at the end of the day, so did they. You could turn around and say that. So from that point of view, there are positives. I think if Harry just turned around and said, he hasn't got his own players in place yet. And I think that that, you know, where everybody turned around and said, "Oh, you've got to give Emery two seasons and this and that and, and and everything like that." You know, he's not even had a transfer window yet because this January was just January, boys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, so um, you know, well, let him see what he does in the summer. Let's see what sort of players he's going to get in, and then see what he's going to go there. I I honestly think that he's giving players. I don't know. Um, me Kevin were talking about today. I and Kevin agreed as well that he's probably giving players enough ropes that they can hang themselves, giving them enough uh, game time to say, do you know what? Look, I've give you all these games. This, And then you can go to the ball at the end of the season and say, do you know what? I've given so-and-so these amount of games. He hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. He hasn't done that. And do you know what? Also, I think is quite quite good is, how much was Mustafi worth four weeks ago? Nothing. Yeah. Mm. You know, if he carries on playing how he is at the moment, when it's coming to sell him, we might be able to get a pound for him. You never know. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so like that's sell the, like him that's to Italy, one. man. So, so yeah. So there, there, there could be some methods in the madness. And and when it comes to um uh the defending at the moment, yes, Mustafi has improved. Yes, I think David Louise has improved. There are things all around that have improved, and and if the, the players are starting to improve eventually. Hopefully, in touch with this happens that, that they turn these draws into the uh, to wins. I think someone said it earlier on there. You know, and one positive at the moment, like, is that we are still unbeaten in two thousand and twenty. You know? so, so that is a massive positive, and, and whoever true. put that up, you know, that that is a positive. So we can all look at the doom and gloom side of it, and and, and rightly so because that's what fans do, but. There are things that we can look at and say um, we're on the balance, isn't it? It's like, what way is it going to go? And, and if I'm honest, and if I've got, you know, if I'm going to be really brutally honest, I think it's going to go positive. When it was under Emery and it was in the balance, I, I felt it was going to go negative. So, that, and that, so, there's my positive.
2: Right, I want to fire through some of these questions. We'll bring you in. Karen, good evening to you, Karen. Thank you for your question. Um, Dan, would you play Abamyang up front with Lacka just behind him instead of Erba on the wing?
3: Yeah, 100%. Um, I think everybody knows I'm a fan of Abamyang down the centre. I hate him wide. I can't stand it. And if Lacazette is going to have to play, then um, I would put him behind him, yeah, and, and drop Meza Ozil. But I would actually probably just go with the three free. Uh, of Aubameyang, Pepe, Martinelli, uh, and I'd have three tirelessly working midfielders like Liverpool do. Behind that, I wouldn't have them as Ozil in the team, so uh, probably means that I would actually probably drop lacquer and and Ozil at the moment and play that front three with three in midfield. Harry, uh,
2: this one comes in from Gunnar Rusk. Thank you for your kind donation. uh, Cool, he's given a fiver, old Give a fiver. fiver.
0: He's still hung over from from (laughs) from Burnley. He's still hung (laughs) over.
2: If him on (laughs) the line,
0: he might do a tenner.
2: (laughs) Would a year out of Europe be more beneficial to a good league campaign next year rather than getting there and getting schooled as usual every time?
1: Uh, If you're talking about a a campaign out of the Europa League, then that would be beneficial, yeah? yeah? Um, Definitely, I'd rather be out of that and just focus on the league because I think it will help Mikel Arteta build the team. Um, We'll stop with these rubbish Thursday, Sunday weekends, um, which will be helpful to us. If you're talking about us getting in the Champions League, though, I have a different view. And the reason I have a different view is because I feel like The reason we're seeing Arsenal doing these loan deals and the things that we've been doing is because as much as people don't want to admit it, the finances have been hit hard by the fact that we're about to go into probably our fourth season without Champions League football. So for the good of the club in the long term, I think a a campaign in the Europa League is no good. A campaign in the Champions League would be beneficial, A, financially, and B, because it will make us look like serious contenders in the transfer market again, and it helps attract players. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be in the Champions League, not the Europa.
0: Mm. couldn't agree more with what Harry's saying.
2: Absolutely. Lee, uh, when was the last time Arsenal finished with a minus goal difference in the league? God. I'll have to go Googling that. Ooh, um, I wouldn't know.
0: Certainly not, certainly not uh, in the Premier League years.
2: Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, surely not. Um, this one comes in from... Uh, I like Arteta's hair. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Although, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I think he looks like a Lego character.
1: He looks like a Thunderbird's puppet. Do you remember Thunderbird?
2: No. <laughs> but he's a I'm handsome com- Thunderbird puppet, though.
1: I'm not commenting.
2: Um, <laughs> Captain uh, Scarlet.
3: Captain Scarlet. Do you remember uh, that? Uh, I Scarlet. used to love all. Great, I used shot. To love all them. Great.
2: David wants to know, Dan, if we don't qualify for Europe, what kind of budget would we have? God help us. Yeah, I think
0: God help us. Would
2: you ever
3: Loans. Loans again? Loans again, yeah. Uh, I, I'm He's not so sure. Less, loans. I'm, not so sure loans. It, I'm not so sure if we're get if we not in the Champions League, I honestly don't believe that our wage budget will be any different whether in Europa or out of Europa. And I don't actually think it will matter about attracting players either because if we're not in the Champions League, it doesn't mean that people will come to Arsenal because we're in the Europa League. They'll come to Arsenal because they want to come to Arsenal. Whether Arsenal finish 10th, 17th or or sixth, they'll come to Arsenal because it's Arsenal. I don't think they're going to say, oh, let's go and play Europa League football on a Thursday night under Arsenal. That, that's the way I see it. So if we're out of the Champions League, yeah, we will have a, again, like Harry says, we'll have a massive uh, problem financially again. Uh,
2: here we go. Here we go. It's all, most of it's about, obviously, Europe. Here. If we don't want Europa, then we've got to finish below seventh and do not win the FA Cup. So we've got to focus all our efforts on winning the Europa it, League. Exactly, it's a good exactly, point, yeah, yeah. It's a terrific it point true.
0: because, you know, straight away That's we're from, all uh, saying we well, don't want the Europa Alex. League, but we want the FA. We want to win the FA Cup. If we win the FA Cup, we're in the Europa League. So, you know, th- what we've got to do is somehow try and win the, the Europa League. That's But listen, we, what will be, will be... Um, l- listen, if we finish, say if we're in eighth place and we're not in, in the Europa League, yeah, it's fantastic. But then... What, we, we're going to throw the FA Cup final? We, can, we ain't going to do that, are we, lads? You know no, I mean? no, so, no. Uh, God, you, you would know, hope not, anyway. What will be, will be. Uh, and that's it, you know. so And also, like, you know, going back to Cameron's one about that uh, I played Pepe, uh, Abamiang and uh, Martinelli, and I, I want to see Sabayas be given a chance. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think Danny Sabayas is definitely worth a, you know, definitely worth a go. I mean, you can't do no worse than you know what we're seeing at the moment. This one comes in from Jamie. Thank you for your question, Jamie. Uh, we'll come to you all on this one. Um, when do you think we'll see Pablo Mari and uh, Cedric? How do you pronounce that, Cedric? Oh, Suarez. don't start. Suarez is, is it? Cedric Suarez, Suarez, yeah. Suarez. It's not Suarez.
3: Like Louis Suarez. Like Luis Suarez, yeah. Not,
2: yeah, really. like Suarez, yeah. Suarez, Cedric Louis
3: Suarez. Smith.
0: That's
3: what
0: we're calling
2: Cedric yeah, that's Smith. What, yeah, Cedric Smith. <laughs> 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 like that ain't Suarez. Oh, Suarez Smith, is S-U-R-E-S.
1: Calling. No, but that's the Portuguese Suarez. You're talking about the ah, Spanish ah, Suarez. There's
2: ah, a bit of that ed- about educated it. Educated
0: here, Craig. We're getting educated <laughs> yeah. So Cedric Suarez.
2: Okay, Cedric Suarez then. So, so it's not Soares. When will we the see
0: soft? them have their debuts? One's injured and one's lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, what,
2: One's still on the plane, isn't he from Brazil? Um, so I'll meet you mean, in
0: Dubai. I think was the last thing he said.
2: <laughs> yeah, see you in Dubai. I think oh, surely. Uh... Sh- I mean, like Lee touched on there. Surely we're going to see we're, we're, we'll see Amari Amari debut against Newcastle, won't we?
3: Yep. I think we'll see Mairi playing the, in the, after the winter break, yeah. I think Suarez will just be covered. I don't think Bellerin or uh, Saka will be dropped at the moment. I think they'll carry on unless there's injuries. I think Suarez will be straight in if one of them gets a knock, though. But, yeah, I'd like to see this Maori because uh, um, Arteta made a massive thing about his left being left-footed and we need that to balance our defence. So, I think that, 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 to me, says that he probably will get more game time than we think and won't just be a cover player. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him.
0: Someone's just put in the chat, we finally got Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we finally got someone's
2: put, we finally we didn't get, it and it didn't cost us 40 million and one pound. Okay, yeah, uh, it, cost,
0: it cost us a loan of a pound.
2: We finally got Suarez. Um, can't seems believe like, that. It seems like we have no, a fetish with Suarez.
3: Very good, <laughs>
2: Still Let's,
3: can't believe that.
2: Um, that is the end of church. Uh, any anything more to
0: add? no. no, no. No, let's not all go doom and gloom. It's not all bad. Yeah, there, right? exactly. Yeah, I, right,
2: exactly. You know? I think if there's going to be a message out tonight, um, let's not get, let's let's not get too negative. Um, you know, this this was it's a massive job for Arteta to take. You know, we've all we've all said it. There, this is probably the worst Arsenal team um, that we've seen. Well, no, sorry, not the worst Arsenal team that we've seen, but the worst. Seasonal performance, I would, I, I would put it down to. So, I mean, if we'd have lost yesterday, if Rodriguez puts that one away, we're 14th um, mm. in the division. I mean, seeing Arsenal down in 14th, you know, you'd laugh at someone if if someone said that we were going to we were going to be um, uh, 14th place. I just want to bring this one in. Uh, thank you very much for your kind donation. Uh, I love you boys. Always help me. Um, when I'm in a bad place. Well, I'm absolutely delighted, mate, that we help you. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so Get out of that bad keep, place. Yeah, keep coming keep coming back to us. We'll be here. Um, well, can I just say something? I,
0: I'm going to give a big up to Nigel today because he's been very good in the chat box. He, uh, there's been all complimentary stuff about me today. So he's done very, very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: big up, Nigel. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, we did have a little chat before we went live. So well done, mate. You've done a r- right good job there. Um, Thank you very much indeed. Uh, uh, yeah, we've got one here from uh, Goona Russ.
0: Ah, oh, okay. come with that. <laughs> Thank you, Russ. Thank you, Russ. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you to everyone um, who stayed and watched us this evening, uh, peaking over 300 uh, view- live viewers. Thank you very much. If you haven't done it yet, just before I go away, um, can you hit the like button for us? If you're there live now, hit the like button. If you're watching this on catch-up and you've you've made it to the end, um, please uh, put uh, touch the like button for me. Apparently, if you every, if, every time you touch it, now if you if you're the one hundredth person to touch it, it goes gold or something like that. Yeah, try, try it out. See if you can be the see if you can be the hundredth person. Every every hundred apparently.
0: You're um, indestructible. <laughs> Have you finished? Oh, gold.
2: Yes. Right. Okay um do excuse lee
0: sorry Um, it's the likes
2: it's the likes that are more it's the likes that are important um so please hit that like button it helps us uh get into people's suggested video boxes and stuff like that um so if you wouldn't mind hitting the like thanks very much dan thank you very much for joining us this evening
3: oh thank you boys it's been a pleasure as always
2: harry thank you
1: very much sir always a pleasure man thank you for having me
0: lee thank you very much um I know Kevin will be watching it. It's his birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday to Kevin for tomorrow. Like, you know. So, uh, I know happy birthday, Mr. Campbell. And, take birthday, yeah. day, and thank you very happy much
2: birthday, for, uh, thank you very much for wishing my dad a happy birthday yesterday. He was over the moon, um, when he saw that. Did so you thank you very much. Yesterday? Kevin. It was my dad's birthday yesterday. Yeah. And, and Kevin birthday gave me a nice, birthday. yeah, yeah you thank you really? very much. Yeah. Kevin gave me a little message. So, um, um underneath uh he obviously saw my uh, post that i put up and he put a nice oh, little sorry. message i, I didn't
0: see no because i was traveling yesterday, so i do apologize yeah. to, to your dad right now.
2: so yeah he was uh, he was he was chuffed to bits have i Very missing good. anything um am i missing anything we- <laughs> what <laughs> have you had a look at yourself in the
0: mirror <laughs> just saying just saying ah. Oh, oh. that was (laughs) Lord
2: Voldemort over here.
0: (laughs) Oh dear. Mr. Mr. Voldemort, Mr.
2: Yeah, okay.
3: What's his name?
1: Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> on, what's his name? Vinny, Vinny. Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Judge does, he just takes any first name and uses the same letter. Yeah, look, so, look here we
0: go, look. Where's Nigel? Do <laughs> your job, Nigel. Him out. Him out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Remember, to, uh, go and check out Westport uh. West Beer Company uh, link in the description if you listen to this on SoundCloud or you're listening to it on iTunes or Spotify the link will be in the description please check him out um, thank you very much indeed uh, I do believe we've got a break haven't
0: we have we got yeah, a week it's just a break now. Yeah. is it
2: a week's break or two weeks we're break? break. we're, we're back on the 16th break. I believe which is a Sunday at half yes. past four against Newcastle, Newcastle so the, the, look, oh actually just before we go go on uh, I, I'm going to give this in um, there we go
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who's got
3: Come to do on, that? You, where, you, Nigel,
0: Nigel. Where are you, Nigel? <laughs> Socrates Papalopolos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Harry, Harry, uh, can you
1: do it properly, please? Uh, l- lucky you're not coming Olympiacos away, man. I'll slaughter uh, you for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Baba There you go.
0: Lovely. Oh, there very. Uh, oh, well, uh, no one would get that
1: anyway, would they? No.
0: Well,
2: Harry just did.
1: It's all Greek in it. It's all <laughs> Greek. Greek, I am Greek, to be fair. Was, Greek. Greek. If I can't do it, then he he it's a problem. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: People are saying <laughs> Harry
3: don't help him.
0: on the effort, You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> is it
1: Socrates so- or Socrates, Harry, as well? It, it's not. It's Socrates. Brought, right? it, Socrates. Yeah, it's not Socrates like the Brazilian. I know everyone pronounces no, it yeah. like that, but it's not like that. The Greek name is not like that, which actually the, the Brazilian Greek? nicked it from. So what yeah. is his
0: name? What would you say then? Socrates? What is it?
1: You'd say Socrates. <laughs> oh, you'd put the emphasis. So you'd say Sogradi's. You'd put the emphasis over the A, basically, because in on, Greek. Stay. Stay. It, yeah, there you go. There you go.
2: (laughs) We're going to have a week off next week. We're going to
1: have a winter holiday as
2: well. Um, So we'll see you back. Um, nice?
0: Anybody going anywhere nice? Caribbean or? No. No.
1: Bogner Regis.
2: Bogner.
3: Very nice.
2: (laughs) Dan, you'll be doing a Pots preview though for Newcastle, won't you, sir?
3: Yes, I will be. Yeah, I'm going to be doing the Pots preview for Newcastle. I've got James Rowe coming on as well, so that'll be nice.
2: Oh, lovely. That would be a good one. Um... So yeah, we'll let you know when uh, we'll let you know the date and time for that. Keep an eye on the Twitter, um, and we'll see you then. Until we see you then, take care of yourselves and each other.
3: Up the, Up the Arsenal! Up the Arsenal!
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.